Good evening, afternoon, morning, soccer fans. Welcome to episode number 15 of the SBI Soccer Podcast with me, your handsome as hell co-host, Joe Hoynowski, and biggest fan of the Poland national team here in the United States. I'm joined, as always, by Ryan Tomich, who I don't know who you're rooting for, and Joe Tancy, who I also don't know who he's rooting for in the World Cup. How's it going today, gentlemen? Uh, I'm okay. I don't know who I'm rooting for yet either, and I think, like, right now I'm just kind of rooting for chaos. Like, I just kind of want, like, absolute calamity and entertain. Like, I think I was I was talking to a friend the other day how I just want to see, like, storylines and craziness. Like, I want to see, like, another Hamez emerge or something like that. So I think I'm just rooting for, for nonsense here. Fair enough. Joe, What are you on Team Chaos or are you on Team Order? I'm on Team Not Mexico. Oh, fair enough. I don't, I don't get this whole, you know, oh, you root for Mexico because the U.S. isn't in the World Cup. No, like, I, I'm an Eagles fan. Do I root for the Cowboys in the Super Bowl? No. Yeah, I'm seeing so, part of me is rooting for CONCACAF, not necessarily Mexico, but I just want to see CONCACAF do well. I think Costa Rica is going to have a better World Cup than Mexico anyway. I hope you're right to a certain extent. I don't, I don't think Panama will. I'll, no, I don't think Panama will. I think Panama is too outmatched. But I think out of the two, I think Costa Rica has a better World Cup than Mexico. That I'd listen to it. I would too. We'll get to more of that in the second segment when we go group by group throughout the World Cup because Lord knows we all have the World Cup fever right now. I mean, it's only two days away before this tournament actually starts. And it doesn't yeah, matter so that the U.S. won't be there. Russia and Saudi Arabia. Ooh, yes. That, it's such a fire opening you get, matchup, you isn't Spain, it? You got Spain-Portugal the next day. It's okay. Like, <laughs> we'll be okay. I'm sure we will be, absolutely. We have Egypt-Uruguay the next day. I, let's not overlook that match either. But is Mohamed Salah going to play? We'll, see. we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's called foreshadowing. There you go. Before we do all that, we must talk about the U.S. men's national team who went 1-1-1 one, one, and one in a series of friendlies. Good victory against Bolivia. Kind of disappointing when they went over to Ireland. But then that France game that they played last weekend, 1-1 one, one draw. Julian Green got a goal. It took a pretty fantastic Kylian Mbappe strike for France to get on the board. Gentlemen, what did you think of what happened in Lyon over the weekend? For me, the thing I wanted to see was individuals. You know, I thought looking at the team, there was no way the U.S. was going to compete. And regardless of what the scoreline says, it wasn't competitive in terms of the style of play. But you look at individuals that stepped up and you looked at Zach Steffen who had a great game and the defense as a whole you know the the Carter Vickers Miazga Parker trio had a great game Tyler Adams had a great game Julian Green had his moment even if he didn't necessarily have a great game and you saw those individual performances that's all I really wanted to see Joe what about you uh they did enough to get out of their world cup group and finish second (laughs) you wish but, I mean, this is exactly what you kind of expect from a U.S. team uh, if, if they were in the World Cup. Win against the easy team, have a tough loss, and then fight for a scrappy draw against the superpower and somehow end up in the round of 16. It kind of what, it's kind of what it reminded me of, just, I guess, a little bit longer in between games. Uh, there are some out there that are already throwing the idea out, uh, forget the Bradleys and Outdoors of the world. Let's go with this young group. I think that's kind of an overreaction to the game against France. Um, look, 
there are only so many things you can take away from these three games because one, they're going to have a new coach in September. Two, you have a new general manager about to take charge in August who's going to lead that head coaching search. Who knows what some of these players' form is going to be like in the next even six months, you know, maybe the next year or so as the Gold Cup comes around. They were, they were promising performances, but I think you also take it with some perspective. It doesn't really mean a ton in the long run. I mean, did that win in Italy by the Jurgen Klinsmann coach team really mean something in the long run too? You know, you have to pick and choose what some, – some people do pick and choose what these games mean and kind of blow them up or, you know – forget that forget about them because they don't mean much but i don't think we're seeing much middle ground here and, and let's be honest sure there were some great performances you could take away but at the end of the day it really doesn't mean much that they drew france you know a week before the world cup that they're not in without a permanent head coach i'm gonna put a little bit more stock into it than maybe you are made just because this was such a different test for this group and you know looking at this group none of them really seemed phased by the occasion. And this is the biggest occasion they're going to get for, for probably the next two or three years, you know, at least. And you looked at it and none of them seemed overwhelmed by it. And none of them seemed like they backed down from it. And as a young player in that type of environment, a lot of them really hadn't played in anything quite like that. That's what I wanted to see. And I think that's what we saw. Look, it's still a friendly, like you said, it's still a France team that was kind of in cruise control with the world cup coming. But it was good to see that the mentality was correct. You were never going to see the physical stuff. You were never going to see the, the style of play. But you wanted to see the mentality because that's something that's been lacking in recent in, that everyone's really talked about in the recent years. And, and that's something I saw. So that's really the big takeaway I had is that the mentality looked right. I yeah. wouldn't go as far as saying the biggest test in two or three years. I mean, they are playing Brazil and Mexico at the I mean, Yeah, but that's, that's the start of a cycle. That's a whole different thing than a France who is days away from the World Cup opener playing the Stars for the first half. You know, in France, too. It was. It's also the way that the environment, the situation, you know, there was a lot in that. A lot of these guys hadn't played in a game like that. Right, to call the game 100% meaningless is a bit of an a bit of an exaggeration, but I do I do think there's something to look at. I agree more with Ryan here in that you know what? I was happy to see them go up against a, a world-class team in France, who that was their number one side. They might have been holding back, but I can't imagine they were holding back by that much, considering, you know what? They want to tune up for the World Cup. They want to make sure they're in tip-top shape when that World Cup starts. And they're gonna probably going to look back at that game and say, you know what? I'm not entirely sure a draw against the U.S. men's national team is what we want right before the biggest moment our team is going to have in the, they were for the next four years. Pogba was getting whistled at. Like the fans weren't thrilled. Like no. there was a lot. They were pretty on edge throughout that game, and and you saw that they didn't want to lose the way they turned the pressure up in the second half. More so, you know, towards the end, before before and after the Mbappe goal. You know, they, it wasn't a a cakewalk. It wasn't. They they didn't you know sleepwalk through it. It was a tough game, and like I said. You can't take too much from it, but the mentality part is really the, the exciting part of it all. Exactly. All right, anything else we want to say, or do we want to get to the soccer that actually matters to most of the world? Um, No, I think I, I'm, I'm ready to talk good soccer here. <laughs> As if the United States has zero good soccer anywhere to be hold. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and come back, go group by group, and get you all psyched for the World Cup, because Lord knows we all are. We'll be right back in the SBI Soccer Podcast. <laughs> 
And we're back to the SBI Soccer Podcast and SBISoccer.com. Ready to go group by group through this World Cup and basically get you as psyched as we all are. Gentlemen, are you too psyched? Uh, I'm, I'm about, I'm, I wasn't until like a few days ago. I think it was until we started really going through these previews that it kind of started to hit me. And, and now I, I'm all in. I'm totally ready for all this. Joe? I'm slowly getting there. Like I said earlier, the Russia-Saudi Arabia opener doesn't really like do much for me, but like being able to wake up at 6 a.m. on a on a Saturday morning and watch four straight games of World Cup soccer, that does get the buzz going a little bit. Absolutely. All right, so let's start off with that Group A that features Russia and Saudi Arabia. I think we all know who's going to win this group. It's Uruguay, Russia, Saudi Arabia, and Egypt. But I think second place is really up for grabs. Does anyone see someone other than Luis Suarez and company winning Group A? No, I got yeah, I got Uruguay. They're they're just too talented. Okay, it's so that leaves us between Russia and Egypt. I'm I'm so I mean Saudi Arabia, sure, why not? But I think Russia and Egypt are really the only two that can compete for second place. Ryan, make your case for one of them. I have little to no faith in Russia for a variety Ouch. of reasons. One, mm-hmm. because playing at home is is often you know it's that extra pressure and everything and all that. Also, Russia's beat up. You know, they're missing a number of key players. You know, they're missing Cochran, who's one of their star strikers. You know, they're they're older in the midfield. Zagoev's been playing for what feels like a hundred years. Like, you know, it's they're an older team and they're beat up. And you look at Egypt, and if Salah is healthy, that's a that's a player who has the ability to carry you. So yeah, I'll take Egypt second. Joe, do you disagree with him at all? No, I'm. I mean, look, Russia when they made that. You know, when Zagoev, it's when he finally made that. I think it was the breakthrough. Was it Euro 08? Was it? Am I correct? Something a while like ago. I was, I was in diapers. <laughs> I mean, either way, like Russia's, you know, they made the semis at the 2008 Euros. Since then, haven't done much at World Cup-wise or Euro-wise. There's not many guys in the squad that say that pop out at you right now other than Zagoev, who I feel like, like we said, has been around forever. Um, and then you look at Egypt, Salah's probably going to play. You know, he, he's healthy. He's not out of the World Cup squad. If there was no Salah, I'd say give it to Russia. But, I mean, when you have the best player on the field, I think that second game on the 19th between Russia and Egypt decides second place. I, I believe it does go to Egypt. I'm going to be the voice of Russia, I guess, and say, you know, no, I don't think they have the greatest team in the world. I, I, I really think Egypt, though, is basically Mohamed Salah and nobody else. I mean, with all due respect to someone like Mohamed Elneny, I think that Salah is, is as far as Egypt is going to go. If Salah does well, sure, Egypt can. I also think that there is some merit to the fact that Russia is the host nation. Playing in front of a home crowd, I think they squeak into second place and just barely get by Egypt. Saudi Arabia, thanks for playing, but it's gonna be it's gonna be close. But I will be the voice of dissent and go with Russia in second place. Group B, again, very predictable: Spain, Portugal, Morocco, Iran. Uh, does anyone want to make a case for Morocco or Iran here? I'm so tempted to jump on the Morocco train. The more I look at the team, 
But like you know, they have they have talent, man. Like Benatia and Zayek and and Hari had a great year with Schalke. There's talent on the team. It's just it just sucks they got mashed with Spain and Portugal. You know, if I think if any of the two are going to slip up, it'll be Portugal. But it's yeah, Mor- Morocco is a team that could get out of two or three, probably at least two or three other groups. But yeah, they kind of got screwed with this one. Joe. I mean, if you're really looking for like a super underdog, Iran would probably be it. Uh, and it helps, I guess, that Morocco and Iran are playing each other in that opening game and that Spain and Portugal are playing. Maybe it creates some confidence on the underdog side. Maybe it you know, casts a little bit of doubt in whoever loses that Spain-Portugal game, which I think will be Portugal. Um, Portugal's already accomplished you know, a lot with Ronaldo. Maybe there's a little bit of a letdown from Euros. I, I'm just throwing out like possibilities that maybe see one of these underdogs go through, but I just don't see it. Now I also I'm I'm not as high on Spain as a lot of people are. You know, I see a lot of people really have Spain as like the favorite to win it all. I don't. I think they're good. I don't think this. I'm not all in on this Spain team just because I don't know where the goals are coming from. Like I know Diego Costa and and they have Rodrigo who had a great year and Aspas is a late bloomer and he's good, but like I. It's kind of the question that's always there for Spain is like who's going to score. So I'm I'm not all in on them like I am some of these other teams quite yet. But do they win Group B? Yeah, I think they win Group. I like Portugal. You know, I, I still think they're better than Portugal, but I don't. I'm not. I'm not putting Spain on the on the Brazil Germany that wagon yet. All right. I am also going to go Spain Portugal Morocco. They might be able to pull off the upset. But I see Spain and Portugal really having no trouble with those other two in the group. Onward to Group C. France, the land of Ivis, Peru, Denmark, and Australia. Probably the first in another more interesting debate for second place than even Group A. France wins, and I think we can all agree on that. But who do you have moving on, Ryan? Uh, I think I got Peru as well. And I don't know if it's just being brainwashed, having talked with you know Ivis and Franco for all these years, and having, having gotten to watch Peru. I think having Guerrero play is huge in that, just for the, the emotional boost of it. But there's... Peru has talent, you know. They have talent, and they're they're somewhat. I don't know if they're like underrated or overrated at this point, because it seems like everyone's picking them as a dark horse team. But yeah, I think they get squeak it out. Them in Denmark, that's going to be a fun one for me. I think those two teams are really going to duke it out. Joe, I'm going with the same thought process I did in Group A. Who's going to be the best player on the field in that Peru Denmark game? And that's Christian Eriksen. I mean it. Look, at the end of the day, if he's able to, you know, create some chances throughout the game, be able to, you know, maybe have a little more freedom, maybe be more of a scorer than he is at Spurs because Harry Kane is there. Um, I think this might be a big, I don't know if we can call it a breakout performance for Christian Eriksen because he, we all know about him, but I think maybe he takes a, the next step up uh, in the World Cup and, Second place is prime for Denmark. They open up with Peru, so I think that's going to be one of those games that you circle as a potential big one maybe in two weeks' time when you look back on the group stage. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Peru in this one. I think I might be on the, the Peru bandwagon a little too hard, or maybe I'm just trying to get in good favor with my boss. But I think that uh, – They've had a, they had a good qual- qualifying cycle in South America. They've actually done pretty well at the last couple of Copa Americas. So I'm going to go with them to step up on the big stage, and I would be remiss if I laid all my eggs into the basket of a Tottenham player. So I can't just 
can't do it. I can't go for Denmark just based on my own conscious objection. One, one more big question before we move on from this group. How many goals for Tim Cahill? Zero, because I don't think he plays all that much. What? He's getting at least one. Yeah. He, he's get he ha it's just like he, he has to. It's it's his thing. Yeah. He, he's gonna he like even if it's in like the eighty eighth minute on some random ass header in a four one game, he's getting one. There will be a Tim Cahill goal. Yes. I'm I'm putting it out there. You could tweet at me when he scores it. I would like to see Coleman, it. Please. I would like to see it, but I'm just not entirely convinced that it's going to happen. <laughs> I He'd be, what, the fifth player or whatever to score in four different World Cups? I believe so. I believe it's something like that. And I don't, if I, if I remember correctly, I don't think that Tim Cahill particularly belongs in the same list as uh, as the rest Miroslav of them. Miroslav Klose? <laughs> yeah. Let's no, see. Not, he's not quite Miroslav Klose. Whatever. Hey, he's going to get one. I'm, I'm confident in it. We'll see. Okay, yeah. That's, here, that's my storyline to watch in that group. The, who, 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 one of these things is not like the other. There's, there, he would be the fourth player ever. The other three are Pele, Uwe Saylor, and Miroslav Kloja. I do not think that Tim Cahill belongs <laughs> in the same sentence as either of those three. Whatever, man. We'll see. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm ready. Just saying. All right, moving onward, onwardly to group, group D, Argentina, Croatia, Iceland, Nigeria, Another fairly unpredictable one. Argentina's probably going to win it, but even they have their question marks. Ryan, what's your take? My question mark is how in the world are you going to play a 2-3-3-2 in a World Cup? Like, I am Very so carefully. excited. I am so excited to see what this looks like. And I totally get it. It's just like, hey, our center backs are kind of slow, and, and that kind of stinks. And, like, we really have no idea how to put a team together around Messi. So, like, let's just try something completely different and hope it works. So I'm all in on that. I think it'll work in the group stage just because I think they're talented enough. But if you put up like a 2-3-3-2 against a Germany, I, I'm very excited to see what that happens. But, yeah, I got Argentina winning the group. Who's in second? Um, Probably Croatia just because that midfield's too good. Like that midfield is, is arguably – you could argue that that's the best midfield in the tournament. You know, like if you look at like Rakitic and Modric and, and then you get – you get there's just so much. You got Kovacic coming in. You, there's, there's depth there. And – you know, Mandzukic can score. I, I think, I think they just have too much. I, th- I think this is an interesting group, and I can see any of the three teams nicking second. But yeah, I got Croatia. Joe, your take on Group D? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat there. I think a lot of people are kind of maybe overlooking Croatia, just because of some of the other stories out there, especially Iceland in Group D. Iceland's obviously gonna be like the sexy pick because of what happened at Euros. I wouldn't sleep on Nigeria either. They're always, you know, in the mix. But, I mean, Croatia's midfield's just too good. And if they control games like they should, they might even have a chance of beating Argentina the way Argentina's kind of, you know. It didn't look good all through, like, qualifiers. You know, they, they're they limping in. It's not it's not like Argentina has looked like Argentina in recent months. Oh. I, like, Messi is literally the only player who has scored for them in the last year. Like, legitimately. Like, there there are issues there. And, and I could see them, them getting exposed at some point. I don't think in the group stage, though. No, but I wouldn't be surprised if Croatia flips into first place in that group. And yeah, I agree. Screws, and screws with things because then you have a potential of a France-Argentina game. Juicy. Woo. Absolutely juicy. I'm, gonna, I'm thinking Croatia is going to take it, 
But I almost feel like I'm not giving Nigeria quite enough credit. Nigeria has a lot of talent on that team. And I may have picked them to come in fourth, but that also just might be me thinking too much of uh, Iceland being you know, the, the darling pick. I don't think Iceland is going to go very far in this World Cup just because I don't think they can match up with Argentina. And Ryan, as you said, Croatia's midfield might be the best in the entire tournament. Uh, by far, Croatia also has the best jerseys. I think we can all agree on that. So I'm going Argentina-Croatia, but part of me feels like I should be keeping one eye on Nigeria because I think of the African teams out there, they're probably the most talented of them, and I, I feel bad almost not taking them to move on from Group D. Onward to Group E, Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, and Serbia. Brazil, yeah, they're going to win it, but again, who comes in second? Ryan, your take. I'm going to slide in there and interrupt Ooh. you because oh. I, I was the idiot way back when the draw happened saying Costa Rica would beat Brazil. And I'm a man of my word. I'm going to stick with that. So, mm. no, I don't think Brazil slides into the first slot. I'm going to make the probably the boldest prediction out of the three of us, say Costa Rica wins that group. Oh, my. I don't, know how, I don't know how to follow that up. Ryan, I'm going to make you do it. I, I'm going to follow it up by saying, you know how I just said Croatia might have the best midfield? I Serbia gives them a run for their money for me with Matic and Milinkovic-Savic. They are... That is a monstrous midfield, and I think that's good. I don't know if it's good enough to get them to win the group. I still think, you know, Brazil's probably too good. I'm not quite. But that Serbia-Costa Rica game, and even the Serbia-Switzerland game, I I think I'm higher on Serbia than most. I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to pick them. It's tough to pick them over Costa Rica, but, yeah, it's between those two teams for me. One, Give me a second to get a final pick. I need to think this over a little more. We don't have that much time. I'll go in the meantime, say Brazil wins all three of their games to top Group E, and I'm going to go with Switzerland to sneak into the second spot. I think it's going to be basically those three teams that aren't Brazil are going to beat each other up, and somewhere, somehow, somewhere, an accidental goal is going to slip in, and I think it's going to be like a Jordan Shakiri who does it and gets Switzerland over the line into the second spot in Group E. Uh, just, this is just such a hard group to predict between yeah. these three teams. They're all very even in terms of how well they play, and it's just I, I really had trouble, but I'm I'm going with Switzerland for some weird reason. And in that case, I'll, t- like I'll take Serbia. Too much. I'll take Serbia in that case. You know, give me give me Matić, Milinkovic, Savage, and, and Dusan Tadić leading them. I'll take it. Uh, we'll, we'll, we all have our picks. I'll take Serbia then. <laughs> Look, I like Costa Rica. Look, um, I think we might be not giving enough love to Costa Rica. They made a nice run. Oh, I I am astounded at the disrespect Costa Rica has been getting. I, you know, I look around. I look and see what other people are saying on Twitter and everything. And if you look, especially in European outlets, you know, Costa Rica is once again getting highly disrespected. And it's yeah. incredible given what we saw last time. Granted, this is a different team and, and things change, but oh my – Costa Rica should, you know, be getting a little more respect than they are. Absolutely, especially look. I mean, if you look up and down the roster, first of all, if you have a hot goalkeeper who ends up, you know, starting the tournament well, look. If Caleb Navas ends up having a, a strong performance game one and carries that over, that's huge. We all know they're very organized in defense. You know, Joel Campbell. We've all, we wanted to see in MLS for how many years now? He's, you know. He's obviously a threat. And then, look, Urania, I think, is someone who gets overlooked on a personal level, especially, you know, before he got hurt earlier in the year. 
he was LAFC's arguably their best player. Mm-hmm. So look, I don't sleep on Costa Rica. I seem I've seen firsthand what they're capable of, which is why I'm thinking so highly of them. Probably the opposite of what everyone else is thinking of them right now. I'm not. Yeah, I'll I still take Brazil. I don't. I don't want to think like I'm. I'm thinking not high on Costa Rica. I'm just thinking that it's going to be a very brutal group, and I'm just going with flukiness, bringing Switzerland ahead. I don't want to feel like I'm disrespecting Costa Rica because I don't want to disrespect them. I just think that they're they're in a very tough position here with three teams, including them, that are very pretty much even in them to them in terms of how well I think they can play. All right, moving on to Group F. Germany, Mexico, South Korea, Sweden. Who wants to make the case for South Korea and Sweden? Or are we going with Germany, Mexico here? Uh, I got Germany, Mexico. Yeah, I got Germany, Mexico too. I With the way my crazy picks line up, I have a Germany-Brazil round of 16 game, which would be oh, no. absolutely electric. And, oh, God. and on the flip side, a Mexico-Costa Rica all-CONCACAF round of 16 game. <laughs> oh, gosh. Joe, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my. Um, yeah, I got. If you want to talk about pure chaos, I mean that is the chaos theory out of groups E and F. Yeah, I look. I Mexico literally always makes it out of the group stage, so I'm not convinced. I I have no problem picking them this time. And Germany, I I Germany's tough to beat for anybody, man. That team is deep and they're they're experienced and young and they're a little bit of everything. So yeah, I I don't see anyone beating those two teams in this group. Note if. You know who? It, you know what could have made it happen, Joe? Zlatan. If Zlatan was in the roster, that changes everything. It actually does, just because yeah, no, you know no, no. Sweden's Sweden's forwards don't convince me. You know, I like the rest of it, like Forsberg. Like I'm, I'm, I'm convinced in their defense. You know, Grandkvist has been around, and, and Lindelof obviously didn't have the best year at Man United, but he could play. Like there, there are other pieces. I'm just not convinced by the attack at all. And and yeah. if only there was room for a, a, a giant six five lion in that team, but. Yeah, there's not, so I'm taking Mexico and Germany. Fair enough. I'll agree with you on all accounts there. Group G, Belgium, England, Tunisia, Panama. Again, does anyone out there want to make the case for Panama or Tunisia? Uh, no. I think they're both going to get mopped. Like, yeah. I, No offense to those two teams. Um, Panama, I'm so – I'm very – personally, I'm very excited to see Panama there. Just because that generation of players, you know, the Roman Torres is the Blas Perez is the the Jaime Pinedos. Those guys have been have been putting in work. Felipe Beloy, all these guys have been awesome players in Concacaf for all these years, and they very much earned this chance. And I'm excited to see them on this stage. I don't think it's going to go well for them in the slightest. I I think they are far and away uh, worse than the two teams atop this group. So yeah, I. Very happy to see them there, and, and I hope they enjoy it, but I don't expect it to go well for them. Yeah, I think it's going to end up coming down to the final match day in that group for first and second place between England and Belgium. And then the Panama-Tunisia game is basically just a toss-up saying, hey, you know, kind of leave Russia with a consolation win. Um, look, England has to get out of the group stage so they can lose on penalties in the round of 16. So can't lose on penalties in the group stage. So Exactly. Yeah. So they have to get through. And then they'll end up losing on penalties in heartbreaking fashion after they play really well in the group stage and possibly beat Belgium. That's that's the way England does it. They don't. They haven't done it differently in how many how long at this point. Like we know it's going to happen. Belgium, I'm interested to see because there's been so much hype about this generation, but it hasn't really produced the results we've thought it would. So I think this is kind of the tournament where 
it all has to come together for that group. Yeah, I like so I'm actually I actually picking England to win the group, not because I think they're top to top to bottom better than Belgium or even at any point better than Belgium. I think Belgium is the best team. I don't know. I just think that this England squad is a little different just based on the youth. And I think that their starting 11 is as good as, as almost any team in this tournament. It's just after that that things kind of fall off a cliff. Don't so, fall into the trap. Don't fall into I'm, the trap. No, no, I'm falling into the trap in the trap that I think they win the group, but then I think they fall apart in the knockout stages once they play a legitimate team in a legitimate, you know, like big setting. You know, when you run into a Brazil or a Germany or a, a France in a one-off game, I think I don't think they have the depth to quite do that. So I think their first eleven should be able to get them through the group, but yeah, I'm I, I'm not sold on on top to bottom England. That does sound very much like an England being England sort of thing. Four years ago, before the 2014 World Cup, I issued the bold prediction saying that Belgium was going to win the 2018 World Cup. I don't think I'm going to hold on to that thought. I think Belgium oh, wins this group. Not impossible. I'm not. I'm no. Not. It's not, not impossible, impossible, but I don't think they had the talent to match up with the Germanys, the Spains, the Frances, the Brazils. But I really like Belgium's team. This is a, basically a Belgian golden generation. I think they win this group, and then what happens in the in the uh, knockout rounds is you know complete chaos, as it always is. Is is Belgium going to win the World Cup? No, but I think they have no problems with this group. Even England, England does get through because I think they mollywop Tunisia and Panama. And then, you know, bow out in penalties in the round of 16 or the quarterfinals. But it's I, I really like this Belgium team. And the fact that Vincent Company may be hurt doesn't seem to matter to me. I think he's he's more of a, a voice of leadership rather than someone who's going to lead them through on the pitch. And I'd be more concerned if, like, Eden Hazard went down. So mm-hmm. I, I, really, I really like this Belgium team to make a run in the tournament but not quite good enough to win the entire damn thing like I thought they would four years ago for this yeah. particular World Cup. So, All right, finally, Group H, the only group that actually matters because there's Poland in it. Colombia, Poland, Japan, Senegal. Gentlemen, your picks. I'm I'm conflicted on this one in that I'm not – I don't want to, like, underrate Colombia, but I'm not as high on them as maybe I was a year or two ago. I'm also. I think. I think you've almost sold me on Poland just because you know. Looking I haven't up tried and down hard enough. Roster, I haven't actually sold you yet. You know, looking up and down the roster, you know, like Lewandowski, Krakowiak, you know, there's in Glick in defense, Blaszczykowski, Zielinski. Like, there's talent. Like, they have players, and and they're gonna be able to score goals. And I like Glick as the defensive leader. There's pieces there, and I think I think you've almost sold me on. I got Poland and Colombia one two. I'm not quite sure what order. But yeah, I got I got those as my two front runners in this group. Joe, have I sold you on Poland? I've been sold on Poland, so you don't have to sell me on that. Oh, okay, good. My my roommate from college was Polish, so I've, I've known about how talented this group has been for a long time. So I know um, this could be a year where they make a deep run. And look, Lewandowski is so ridiculously talented that you know if he finds the back of the net a couple times to start. Um, I don't think there's any slowing him down. Um, I'm not entirely convinced on Colombia, and with the attackers that Senegal has, look, I know Senegal doesn't have a ton of experience at the World Cup, but I'm intrigued by what their attack brings to the table. And, you know, this feels like a group that could go 15,000 different ways. 
mm-hmm. even with Poland and all the talent they have. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little upset and pick Senegal to be that surprise team that sneaks into the round of 16 in second place. Yeah, Senegal is another one of those teams. I think one through 11. Like I think if Senegal's first 11 is good. Like they have like like Gay in midfield, Koulibaly. You know, obviously Sadio Mane leading the way. Like they have they have pieces, and I think their first eleven. You know, you need that eleven to kind of survive the group stage. No red cards, no injuries. If yeah. they if they all kind of make it, like you said, I think they have a shot. But yeah, I'm just gonna take Poland ahead of them. Senegal doesn't have much of a history at the World Cup, but the one World Cup they've been to, they shocked everybody and went to the quarterfinals in 2002. So they they have a a short history, but still a history of World Cup upsets to speak of. I'm going with Colombia 1, Poland 2. Part of this is because I... Is Colombia going to be as good as they were four years ago? No, probably not. They're going to go as far as James Rodriguez will carry them. Poland doesn't have the World Cup experience. They have the talent to get through the group, but I don't think they're going to have the World Cup experience to quite win the group. And yes, I love the land of my ancestors. I'm rooting for them hardcore. I just I'm not entirely sold that they're they're going to be able to put together the entire talent base they have, which is kind of like on one hand, you have Lewandowski who's really who's kind of on the Starting the downswing of his career, he's still in his prime, but he's on the tail end of it. And then you you have him kind of leading the line, and then a lot of young Polish players that really until Euro 2016 when they made it to the semis and lost to Portugal in penalties, that they don't have much else. It's no, no, no other experience to speak of, and I think that's going to cost them at least in the group stage. I still think they get through. Uh, I feel kind of bad for Japan. I feel like they could do better if they had a different group. And Senegal, m- maybe I'm just overlooking them a little too much, but I don't think they're going to quite be able to get it done. So, All right, gentlemen, anything else you want to say or do you want to take a quick break before moving on to our bold-ass predictions? I'm, I'm ready to, to get a little bold here. Okay, good. Joe, are you? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll do some predictions next on the SBI Soccer Podcast. All right, welcome back to the SBI Soccer Podcast on SBISoccer.com. Ready for our bold World Cup predictions, things that no one else thinks is going to happen except the one person saying them, which means who knows what we're going to come up with. I mean, nothing is ever going to beat Zlatan for uh, Newcomer of the Year in MLS like I had, but you never know what can happen. All right, so we can do the simple ones. Just if we really, really, really wanted to, just one quick, no explanation necessary for any of these predictions, by the way. Just give me a a name or a country or a number, depending on whatever I ask you. You guys don't know these questions. Well, you do because you've probably seen them somewhere, but you don't know which ones I'm going to ask you. Which is making yeah, I'm not I'm not prepared for this at all. So this is exciting. That that's exactly what I want. I don't prepare anyway, so it yeah. Preparation is overrated. All right. We're going to start very, very simple. Again, just just a, a name or a country or whatever. Don't explain it too much. Golden boot winner. Ryan. Uh, I'm going first? Yeah, because I said so. 
Golden Boot winner. I'm gonna take no. I'm gonna take Harry Kane. Ouch! You suck, Joe. Timo Werner. I th- almost went with Timo Werner. I'm going with Antoine Griezmann though. Uh, we'll go with Golden Glove winner, best goalkeeper. Somebody, anybody. Allison. Okay. Joe. Yeah, I definitely wasn't prepared for that one. Um. Let me go. Since I have them going to the semifinals, let's go with uh, Courtois. I'm gonna say Manuel Neuer and be pretty, pretty simple. I guess I don't know. Not 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 exactly bold. Okay, highest scoring team. Oh man, Germany. Really? I think. I think Brazil is the natural answer, so I'll just go with them. Joe, what do you got? Uh, Germany, they're going to put up goals on Sweden and South Korea and, and probably on Mexico, too. I'm going to say France because I had Antoine Griezmann winning the golden ball, so it only makes sense that France has the, the most goals in the entire team, uh, most goals in the entire tournament, right? Flip, go for it. Flip it around. Lowest scoring team or teams. If you want to pick more than one, I will let you, Ryan. Uh, ooh. I'm going to say uh, Tunisia doesn't get a goal. Joe? Uh, yeah, same thing. I think Panama beats Tunisia, and Saudi Arabia is in a lighter group where I think they score a goal. I am going to say two teams don't score a goal, and I'm going to say Panama and Iran. All right, uh, scrolling down the list here, total points for pick a team, any team, Senegal. Senegal. I'll say, you know what? I'll say four. Four points for Senegal, Joe. You had, you had them yeah. going upset, didn't I, I you? I'm second in Group H, so five. I'm gonna say one. They'll they will get a, a draw, and that is it. All right. Uh, finally, for this particular bold ass segment, I'm just gonna scroll down the list here. Uh, total goals for James Rodriguez. One. One. Lame. Zero. Oh, wow. You guys suck. I'm going to say three because I think he's actually going to have a solid tournament at least. You never know. Okay. All right. So now this the wild card round. Ryan, do you want to make any just random bold-ass prediction of your own? Um, I'm going to say, and I, I have a feeling this has the very much potential to come back and bite me. I'm going to say neither Cristiano Ronaldo nor Lionel Messi is playing in the quarterfinal round. Ooh, that's that's interesting. So no Portugal, no Argentina in the quarters. I can I can definitely see Argentina not getting there just because the they could get some tricky stuff. But Portugal, I actually had Portugal going pretty far. Joe, what do you got? Just, uh, yeah, I won't defend it. I'll just say it. Huh. Well, there's no reason to. Joe? Well, we talked about this before we hit play on this segment. There is a potential situation where the world gets to see CONCACAF on CONCACAF in the round of 16. Yep. And I'm all on board with the potential Mexico-Costa Rica round of 16 game with just everything imaginable from CONCACAF uh, with Mark Geiger in the middle, Laz Perez comes down through the Raptors at halftime as a guest player. I mean, we watch CONCACAF enough where I think that's exactly – 
what we should root for. I mean, sure, look, Germany, Brazil is going to be fun if that happens. Um, Egypt's a good story. I think Christian Eriksen ends up having one of the best World Cups as a player. Uh, but I, I'm now that I see that as a possibility, and I did not realize that until today, uh, I'm fully on board to seeing something like that. For mine, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that there will be no African team in the round of sixteen, and this is it's, it's bold because Egypt is pretty good, Nigeria is pretty good, Senegal has a history of upsets, but I just think that the draws have been rather unkind to the African nations this year, and we will end up with uh, a round of sixteen without any representatives from the CAF. I don't even remember the, if that's ever happened since Africa started uh, first qualifying for the World Cup. So I just, it, it's bold, I know, but it's kind of just the way my predictions ended up working out. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to happen. All right, it's time to pick an overall winner of the World Cup. In fact, you know what? Let's just give me a final. Oh. I'm going to make you guys explain this one. Ryan, what's your World Cup final and who wins? That's so – oh, man. You have to do it. I mean, we, we can't not have the uh, the World Cup final prediction. I know. I mean, so I was – I think there's – I have three teams that can win it that are my favorites, but I see flaws in two of them. I think I don't think Brazil's deep enough, and, and you see what happens when they mess up, and I don't think France has the, the mentality to do it, which leaves me with Germany in that I just don't see a flaw with them. So, yeah, I'm going to pick Germany to win. And it sucks because I don't see them being a repeat champion, but I just think they're the best team out. Why not pick the best team? Joe, what do you have? Yeah, I'm going to be boring too. I have Germany over France in my final. Yeah, I think that's my final as well. I just, yeah, it's hard for me to pick against those two teams. Those two teams are very freaking talented. Until until Germany proves me wrong and proves everybody else in the world wrong, I think you have to consider them a favorite. I mean, look, France, France can blow up internally in – a heartbeat. They're known for that at World Cups. So I think they keep it together. I think they end up in the final against Germany. But I don't, you know, I don't rate Brazil maybe as high as everybody else does. And I see some of these, you know, teams like a Croatia or a Denmark um, or even Poland who could make a, a run past the round of 16. Um, but I will warn you guys, and I think we've it's already apparent, some of these group stage games aren't going to be good. But hope is on the horizon in the knockout round. There's going to be a lot of must-see matchups right away in the round of 16. See, there's always going to be a couple of duds here and there in in any World Cup group stage, so I'm not going to, you know, shout at the group stage thing you're going to have bad games because you're going to have a lot of great ones too, like Portugal-Spain, like uh, Mexico-Germany. But then there's going to be ones that are going to be subtly good that you don't expect to be awesome, like perhaps Brazil, yeah. Costa Rica, maybe uh, Nigeria against Argentina is pretty good as well. So I think every match will have reasons to watch, even Russia against Saudi Arabia or Iran against Morocco or what have you. So my World Cup final is going to be Brazil beating Germany in the, the revenge game of the, of the century. Uh, no, it's not going to be a 7-2 final score or anything like that, but... No, Brazil is not the undisputed best team. I think they're one of three or four teams that can win the tournament, though. Germany probably has the most talent, but in a one-off, knockout-type competition, the best team doesn't always win. 
So I'm going to go with Brazil to beat Germany. Both very good teams, but as you guys have alluded to, it's very difficult to repeat as World Cup champions. So Brazil wins their sixth. Germany, it's going to be a close one, but thanks for playing in the final. Spain and France are my other two quarterfinalists. I think those are the top four teams in this tournament, really. Uh, it's going to be a fun knockout round. Definitely, definitely is, whether or not there are African teams there or not. So I'm looking forward to it. Guys, is there anything you want to say before the World Cup starts? I'm ready. Uh, it'll be fun. I'm actually, like like I said, the fever's caught me, and I'm excited for kickoff, man. Joe, what about you? Yeah, I'm slowly getting there. I mean, obviously, tomorrow's excitement with the World Cup vote. Uh, hopefully, there's not a lot of heartbreak that there was eight years ago. But uh, I'm looking forward to a bunch of intriguing storylines to develop, like there always is. Um, but I, like I said, I think the it's okay to get excited about all these favorites because they are so talented and see them at the highest level is going to be so fun to watch, especially – uh, getting towards the back end of the tournament. All right. I'm at that stage in my World Cup fever where I am beginning, I'm playing through every single World Cup game on FIFA, so you know that I'm definitely ready. No major upsets yet so far, but I'll let you know as we get further into the free, No, I won't. You guys really don't care about what I do when I play FIFA. All right. No. <laughs> we will talk to you guys another time, hopefully next week when we assess how the World Cup has gone so far. Uh, I hopefully have converted Ryan fully to the Poland bandwagon and Costa Rica and Mexico are on a collision course for a round of 16 matchup. Until then, Ryan, where can the internet find you? At Ryan Tolmich on Twitter, please. Joe? Send all your congratulations from my Costa Rica over Brazil pick to at JTanzy90. And I am at Sports Desk Joe, where we will be nothing but Poland love for the next two and a half weeks or more. We'll talk to you guys later on the SBI Soccer Podcast.